Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hi, and welcome to FIO on the Air. In the next four episodes, we're going to talk about volunteers, and we've got Sammy Felschenfeld from Volunteer Toronto joining us. Welcome, Sammy. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to talk about recruitment and promotion. Um, volunteers are what make a lot of festivals and events happen. Without that volunteer base, we just couldn't do what we do. Um, can you talk a little bit about recruitment and promotion and, and what's going on these days? Some uh, tricks and tips for some of our uh, not-for-profits, some of our events and some of our festival people? Yeah, for sure. I think that there's kind of two main things I want to start with, um, sort of the main tip and the main challenge. Uh, just right off the bat, the main thing, uh, I talk to organizations of all different sizes. Lots of them happen to be festival and event organizations as well. The biggest thing is that if you're looking for volunteers, you need to have position descriptions. So you need to have something written with details on what the role actually is. Um, just to make it clear to candidates what to expect. And and the reason I say this is that a lot of times at Volunteer Toronto, organizations can post their volunteer needs, which takes place uh, across the province of volunteer centres. And sometimes what we see is there's an event coming up. It's on July 17th. Send us an email if you're interested in volunteering. And that's all it says. So a volunteer might see that and say, the event looks cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up. But then they learn, okay, the role is actually this, that, or the other thing. It's not something they can do. It's not something they're interested in. But instead, if you have a, a proper position description, you can say, we have an event on this day. We're looking for people who can do this, that, or, or another thing. Maybe we have a beer tent. We need people with smart serve. These are the things they're going to be doing. Um, so that's kind of the main thing. And I'm going to touch on that a bit more as we talk as well. But that's sort of one of the big things that stick out. But I get, Sorry, if I could just jump in here. Sorry. One of the other things I think when you're doing that recruitment and you're doing that job description, um, and, and I know sometimes, you know, you, the first place you look are family and friends or, or coworkers. But, you know, let's say you've got a, a marketing job on a, at a not-for-profit or a festival that you want some help with. And right away you go to the all the marketing people you know. And that's not necessarily what they want to do in their volunteering time. They might want to be just lugging stuff around. So it's not always that direct fit, right? Or it could be somebody that's lugging stuff around as a regular job and, and has a marketing background that they don't get to practice or use the tools in their toolbox. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, we do recommend still going to the people you know kind of at first, but it's not necessarily going to them saying, can you volunteer? It can be, do you know someone? That's one side. And you're, you're right. A lot of people who, if it's their day job, they probably don't want to do the same thing in their volunteering. That's another thing that a good position description can make it clear. If someone's into marketing, they can look and say, I'm not interested in this, but I know someone who might be. And the strength in doing that is at that point now, you've got a good volunteer that is doing something else. But if you've got a marketing-driven project and you want to put together a little task force, you now have that expertise in your volunteer base that you can call on at those times to, you know, to pick their brain a little bit. And then, you know, you're not, you're not tasking them fully with the marketing, but you're also able to tap into their professional toolbox as well. Absolutely. And I think a lot of organizations forget that they have that existing team to, to draw on when they have a need. So if an event takes place one time a year and it's in the summer, but they have a project they need to do in December and January, well, instead of trying to struggle to find a new volunteer, ask the existing volunteers, hey, who has this experience? Or we know you have the experience. Would you want to be part of this project? Absolutely. I'm sorry, I cut you off before on your train of thought, so I'll throw it back no, over no to you. No, no problem. Well, the, the the other side I wanted to address was a major challenge we've seen a lot. Um, and there's two sides of it. One of it is 
too many candidates, too many people want to volunteer, and there aren't enough roles. So we hear this from large events and festivals that have thousands of volunteers, and we hear from small events and festivals that have 50 uh, volunteers that they need. And sometimes on both ends, they'll just keep getting emails, keep getting applications, keep getting interest. People want to volunteer, and there aren't the roles for them. And sometimes it's okay to say no when somebody wants to volunteer. There's not a problem with, with, with doing that because you need to have something for them to do. Um, on the other side is that you might have too many roles and not enough potential people to fill those roles. Um, the biggest events obviously have the biggest challenges with this, especially if, the, if an event is a week or two long, it's a longer festival, maybe it takes place over a whole season, uh, and over time you're having trouble keeping those roles filled. So it's good to keep in mind what your actual needs are from the beginning to make sure you can actually fill all the, the roles you're looking for. And as in Volunteer Toronto and, and with some of your associates across the province, um, do you think many people are having that too many volunteer problem? I mean, most of the people I'm talking to are having the reverse problem is there's just not enough volunteer base out there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it really varies. Um, I'll say straight up it's an urban versus rural thing. In a lot of urban communities, especially because we're based in Toronto, so we know the realities in, in Toronto specifically, it, it's more common that very popular organizations will have the too many interested people, not enough roles. But at the same time, um, a lot of the, the less popular, or even how some people in nonprofit like to say less sexy causes, do actually have the reverse problem as well. And then on the rural side of things, we're doing some work, on, uh, we're going into a project of some work. Um, around province-wide volunteer programs and specific things in different communities, we are seeing that even the largest organizations are still having the second issue where they, they need to fill roles, they're not getting the people. And so there's obviously a few different strategies that can help kind of get that, that volunteer base up as well. Sammy Felschenfield from Volunteer Toronto is joining us. We're talking about volunteers and recognition and um, our recruitment and promotion. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some more strategies for recruitment. Back with Theo on the air in just a minute. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Feel on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back with Theo on the air. Sammy Felschenfield is joining us. Uh, we're talking about recruitment and volunteers. Sammy, some other tips for some of our, our festivals and events looking to um, either grow their volunteer base or recruit new volunteers. So yeah, I have. I, I definitely have quite a quite a pile of, of uh, good practices. I'll try to pick out the the gems in in the rough here. Um, the very first thing uh, to talk about is really planning ahead, and I've already addressed this with the position description, but really knowing what you need from a volunteer before you recruit for it. So. Sometimes people just say, we need bodies, we need someone to stand in a corner and point them where to go, and that's fine, but there's a title for that, and there's actual things you need them to do, and there's skills needed and requirements and actual abilities you're looking for. So what you should do with that is determine what we call an audience to promote to. A good example for this is, 
if you're looking for people really who just need to be greeters or ushers, very kind of simple, straightforward roles, maybe you want to look to look at focusing on youth because every high schooler in, in Ontario needs to have 40, hour, 40 hours of volunteer work done before they can graduate. So if that's an audience you choose, then you think of the ways to actually focus on that audience. Do you use social media? Do you, are you able to post in their schools? Are there different things that, that work better for them? On the other side, if you're looking for someone really high-skilled, maybe you need someone with, a, with an accounting background or a graphic design background, where are you going to look? Posting it to Facebook or posting it on your website may not have a lot of traction. So maybe it's important to see, okay, what are the provincial associations out there for accountants like CPA? Where can I post a volunteer role? Or where can I post looking for graphic designers? So starting with that planning and thinking of an audience is a great way to reach out and find who you're looking for. And to that point, uh, a lot of employers and, and a lot of bigger employers have volunteer programs that that they'll match time or they'll match dollars raised. Um, do you, are there lists of companies that you know that do that? Or it, It's a challenging question because every company is very, very different. Um, some companies basically say they want... 300 of their employees to come and volunteer for you for a day. Well, if you don't have anything going on that day, and if you're not able to take on those employees, then there's no luck. A lot of other organizations are moving more towards, okay, one day a month, some of our employees go volunteer. And what that's a better process to be able to create a relationship with an organization. So what some organizations do, even ones that run, run events, is say, okay, our event is only these two times a year. This is when we can take on X number of your employees. The challenge with this is that the relationship can't really be built from organizations looking at a list or from talking directly uh, with, uh, even in our case in Volunteer Toronto, if, an, if a corporation or a company wants to volunteer, we point them in the direction of organizations that want, uh, that are looking for, the, for those kind of um, corporate volunteering opportunities. And every volunteer center handles that differently, and some aren't even able to handle it at all because of their capacity. So at the end of the day, it's about building relationships in your local community and seeing going directly to the companies and saying, what are you interested in doing? And I think this is probably a good time to promote yourself and your organization um, and, and, and maybe share what some other organizations are where to look. I mean, I, I think sometimes people forget to call their volunteer action center and, and see who's out there and who's looking and, and how they can support your group as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's the whole thing. A lot of, uh, a lot of programs that might forget about volunteer management and forget about the volunteers, even though they need them, also forget that they're volunteers and that volunteer program is a great tool of promotion, getting the word out, increasing sponsorship. Some companies, not all, but some companies will send volunteers, but also send money. They'll do both. Um, we wish all of them would do that. And we wish it would be happening all the time. But when it does happen, it's a great boon for the local uh, programs and for the event and for the organization, but also for the company getting their word out as well. And Sammy, how many volunteer action centers would there be around the province? Do you, do you have a number so, or...? Yeah, as of this time of year, so around the middle of 2018, we're sitting at around 25 volunteer centers total. Um, the number fluctuates because some are older than others, some are newer than others. Volunteer Toronto has been around for more than 80 years in a few different ways. But if you look at a region like Barrie, they've had a, a volunteer center for about a year or two, and they've had previous ones as well. So it does fluctuate, and there are all, honestly some regions of the province that don't even have a proper volunteer center either. So it can be a challenge to find where to go to be able to promote and talk to other organizations and see what's out there. So if you do have one of those centers in your area, what what's the best tactic? I, I mean, would it be to have those volunteer descriptions you're looking for? 
um, can those volunteer centers help out for sort of the one day heroes that, you know, you just need a lot of bodies for that one day or, or what would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, it's going to vary from center to center. We we at Volunteer Toronto, because our city is so large and so many organizations, we're also the largest volunteer center um, in the country. So we're able to do more. So when, when an, uh, an event or festival or an activity is taking place in Toronto, organizations can join with us. There is a fee involved unless it's a small organization and they can post their roles and we have other recruitment uh, techniques. The best thing to do is really just reach out to the local volunteer center and, and as an organization saying, what can you do for me? Some, there will be a cost involved. Some, there are not. It really varies across the province. But volunteer centers are the number one places that volunteers go to find out what what's out there. So it's a great place to get the word out about what you're looking for. What about working with other uh, not-for-profits or festivals, for example? You don't all happen at the same time, and each festival has its own volunteer base. Is there a sharing network out there that... Uh you know, volunteers, I, I know, especially in a big city like Toronto, you must be able to share volunteers at different time of the year. You know, it's something that a lot of organizations want to do, but nothing comes together that well sometimes. I will speak to one in Toronto that I know of, which is called VACT, um, and it's the Volunteer Award for Arts and Culture Arts and Culture in Toronto. And it's a, a group of, uh, I think now it's 10 festivals in the arts and culture sphere in Toronto. And it, it started as a recognition uh, tactic, so volunteers who volunteer for multiple arts festivals, at the end of the year, they're recognized, oh, you did six festivals this year. But what it's turning into and what they're, what they're working on is pretty much sharing volunteers. So if you sign up for one, you get in information for all of the other ones so that it's easier to pass those through. And what that takes is not, um, is not necessarily, uh, I mean, us as Volunteer Toronto, we're not even involved with it. We're just happy they're doing it. Um, it really takes connecting one-to-one with other organizations and saying, can we build this together? Uh, a great technique for this, and it's a great recruitment tactic as well, is if a lot of events are taking place in a short t- period of time, organizations can come together to hold a group orientation session. So people can come and learn about the different ones, and they can choose which events they actually want to be a part of, and it actually gets rid of multiple orientation sessions or training sessions that might be needed down the line. Sammy Felchenfield from Toronto, Volunteer Toronto, is joining us. We're talking about volunteers back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. Theo on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back with Theo on the air. Sammy Felschenfield is joining us from Volunteer Toronto. We're talking about recruitment and promotion of volunteers for your festivals or your events. Sammy, um, some other techniques for recruitment that are out there. Sure. Um, Three top ones I'm going to give. Number one is the website. Um, People sometimes forget that their website is a great way to not only promote volunteer roles, but just about anything. When I learn about something, I will go to the website no matter where I am or what I'm doing at the moment. Um, So it's important to have an up-to-date website for your event and for your organization so that people know where to go to get information they need. And one of the biggest tips for this, by far, is make sure that it's it's, uh, current 
So don't say, hey, our event is coming up on August 8th, and you can apply by April 1st, 2015. Because immediately as a volunteer, myself and other volunteers will see that and say, well, they haven't updated. How do I know if this is current? Um, so that's that's the first thing, definitely, if you're going to use your website. I think the other thing with volunteers and recruiting volunteers is is a respect their time as well, right? I mean, you don't want endless meetings and um, orientation sessions. You want to make sure that you respect their time and you use their time wisely. Absolutely. And that, that really ties into to using social media as a tool, both to recruit and to communicate with them. So for some volunteers, social media comes easily. It's a great way to get information, to get updates, whatever it might be. But really, that's ideal for certain audiences. Facebook, for instance, is better for older older audiences in a specific age range between 40 and, and 60. Uh, it constantly changes in this country, even though uh, Canadians are big Facebook users. But if you want to work with youth and you want to connect with youth, you're going to use things like Instagram and Snapchat, which aren't effective ways to get information across, but are great ways to say, do you want to volunteer or here's a very quick update, here's that sort of thing. And those, both of those, any kind of social media use is very quick and it's very mindful of how volunteers use their time and so they can just stay up to date in an easy way as well. And I think that's the other thing with social media, whether it's Twitter or Snapchat or Facebook, is if you've got influencers in your organization with a ton of followers, those are the people to help get that message out and look for your volunteers and recruit as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Your your existing volunteers, especially the ones that are super excited about what they do, they're your biggest ambassadors and, and it's not even just other volunteers. They also just let everyone know how great your organization is. So what about some other promoting ideas? What else is out there and available for uh, people recruiting new volunteers? For sure. One of the biggest things we talk about when we say physical, we talk about physical promotion in that it's something printed, it's something tangible, people can see it, not on a computer. So flyers um, that are given out at community events or in community offices, um, articles are classified in newspapers, even printouts put up in bulletin boards and, and community centers. Sometimes you just need to let everyone know that you exist and let everyone know uh, that you're looking for volunteer roles. So I've seen flyers and printouts and postcards that just say name of the event, date of the event, and then in huge, huge lettering, we need volunteers. And it's really effective because it's a picture of a volunteer smiling. And sometimes that goes a long way. The key for that, bar none, is you need to know which audience is actually going to use that or, re- or read it. So if you're looking for people who... Uh, are going to be drawn in by that sort of thing. So pictures of youth, that's going to draw in more youth. If you're looking for a specific type of person, uh, maybe you need specifically adults, or maybe you need, like the SmartServe example, someone who has bartending experience, you may want to use imagery that's going to draw those people in. Some people, though, aren't too keen on bright, colorful things. They just want simple information, um, especially the oldest adult audience, what we would call seniors or uh, boomers and up. They might just be interested in a mailed newsletter with information sent out every few months telling them what to keep an eye out for as well. Um, but there are definitely a lot of people out there that still appreciate the, the physical, tangible thing they can touch and they can see. Very good. A lot of great information. Sammy, anything you want to add on recruitment and promotion before we uh, wrap up this episode? Uh, I'll just bring it back to my very first tip. Make a position description. Even if you don't end up using it that much, it's going to go a long way in making the whole volunteer engagement process a hundred times better. So in other words, when you're recruiting a volunteer and you're putting together that job description, I mean, it's no different than going through a hiring process of, of thinking what the job is and making sure the description is proper. And Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's basically, I mean, it's not going to be as much work, but it's 
if you do it right the first time and you have maybe 30 volunteers in the same role, it's going to make your life so much easier to make sure they know what they're doing, you know what they're doing, everyone's on the same page. Great. Sammy Felschenfield from Volunteer Toronto has been with us. I'm Dave McNeil. You've been listening to Feel on the Air. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Feel on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.